Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Right where you are, turn your Bibles with me to the book of Luke chapter 23. I want to share a story with you real quickly. Just going to share a thought with you and then we're going to let you get on with your day. But we want to take time just to acknowledge that today's the church's Super Bowl. Come on. The Apostle Paul doubled down when he talked about that if Jesus doesn't rise from the dead, everything we do as a church, as a people, means nothing. Today is what we celebrate. I think it's, I think it's appropriate that we're celebrating Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, on April 1st. I just think it's perfect. Because the Bible says, the fool is said in this heart, there is no God. And I want you to know today that God even died for and rose again for the fool. I've done some foolish things in my day. Oh, don't look at me because so have you. Come on now. I want to tell you a story this morning about even there. Luke chapter 23, starting in verse 33, it says, When they got to the place called Skull Hill, where'd they go to? They crucified him along with the criminals. Who was crucified with them? One on his right and the other on his left. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to talk to you about this individual. First of all, I just want to say it's so great to have you here this morning. I want to welcome all our CEOs this morning. If you don't know what a CEO is, it might be you. (laughs) CEO are those that come to church only on Christmas and Easter only. And we just want to say we want to welcome all our CEOs. We love having you here. Amen. Whether I'll take you even if you just become a EO or a CO, we'll take you whenever you decide to come in to the house of God. Pastor Dan, it's good to see you, my man. God bless you. Uh, we'll, we'll take you anytime you, you decide to come to the house of God, we'll take you. And so we just celebrate with you. We welcome you here this morning. But I want to talk to you about an individual very quickly because I think we could find ourselves in this individual. See, his own choices brought him to this point, and he has no one else to blame but himself for where he's at. There's no one to fight to defend himself. But he's seen crowds like this before. He's one of the ones walking down the road. He has a piece of wood on his back. And as he's walking through the crowd, he's attended one of these punishments before. He's been part of the angry mob. But this one's bigger than anyone he's seen before. This one is angrier than he's ever seen before. This one has caused everyone from the city and in surrounding cities to come out just to peek to get a glimpse of this individual. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't really recognize the things that are taking place. But he's a thief. The Bible calls him a robber, a criminal. Some would call him an evildoer. Most of us would just know him as a sinner. Or as us. See, he's carrying a cross, and this cross was used more than just for punishment. It was used as a deterrent. 
Because as you would drive into or walk into Rome or to any city in those days, if you were to drive down 680 coming into San Jose, if we were into Roman times, you would see the roads lining into San Jose with crosses being as a warning to anyone that came against the government, this is what would happen to you. It wasn't used just for punishment. It was used as a deterrent. See, it wasn't trying to bring remorse from the criminal. This was for retribution. It was done to make sure not as an instrument or a symbol of a religious symbol, the cross symbolized death. It was an object of punishment. And I want you to know something this morning. Only the worst of criminals died on that cross. So this dude wasn't just a thief. He didn't shoplift at 7-Eleven. He wasn't just strolling in and saw a nice shirt that he decided to take from H&M. That's not how it went down. This guy was the thief of thieves, the robber of robbers. He was one of the worst criminals that, that Rome would have found in those days. And they were experts at crucifixion. And he's come to his darkest moment, coming to the skull hill. It is there that nails are pierced through his hands. And he's picked up over to the crossbeam where his body is suspended between heaven and earth. He is facing his darkest hour. Someone say dark hour. Dark hour. He's going through a tough time. And yet in this dark hour that he's facing, he hears a familiar voice. And that voice rises up and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He's heard this voice before. In fact, as a thief and as a robber, he might have even been in a part of the crowd where Jesus was ministering. But he heard this voice, but he couldn't make out the figure because he was so beaten so badly, he couldn't tell who he was based on his face, but he recognized the voice. And it was then he began to wonder, I've heard that voice before. I I know that voice. That voice is the same voice I think I heard when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. It was the same voice that gave thanks before he broke the bread and fed 5,000. It was the same voice that healed the blind eyes and the deaf ears. I've heard that voice. What is he doing here? Of all places, why is he here? I didn't expect him of all people to find the Son of God here. It's Jesus. And this thief is trying to figure out. Now imagine with me how many of you have ever gone through a dark time in your life and wondered, God, where are you? God, well, I've, I've gone there. I've been there. See, I, I'm not just some religious dude that, that put on a tie this morning and try to challenge you. Listen, I've doubted God. I've gone through my doubts. I've gone through my questions with God when my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia. When she passed away four days shy of her eighth birthday, I wondered, God, where are you at? I went through some dark times. I went through some struggles. I'm not just a religious man that's just trying to tell you about something. I'm here to tell you that I found hope in the middle of my darkest time. God showed up. That in the middle of your darkest moment, God is already there. And he's wondering, why is he here? And why isn't he doing something about this? 
Why is he saving himself and saving me as well? You see, I need you to understand, my friend, that he's there with you during your darkness. He's there with you during your divorce. He's with you during your bankruptcy. He's with you during your addiction. He's with you in your low times and your high times. He's with you when you have money and when you have no money. He's with you when you're in love and when you're in hate. God is always there. Somebody say amen. See, the problem is, is that this thief knew of Jesus, but he didn't know Jesus. See, see that, that's the quandrum that many of us are here in, is that you, you've heard of Jesus. Y'all just don't know him like I know him right now. And that's why you're here. No, no, I'm here because there's an Easter egg hunt after service, and we, my kids said we go into church. And so, no, no, you see, you, you don't understand You think you're here by accident. Someone loved you enough to put your name down on one of these. You see, all those things up there, someone said, I love this person so much. I had one person this morning said, Pastor, every person whose name I put on my list showed up to church this morning. See, every one of you, you're loved. And you know what? Even if someone didn't put your name on that cross... Jesus did when he was stretched out there. It's then on verse 39, you see one of the criminals hanging next to Jesus cries out and says, Some Messiah you are. Save yourself and save us. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm Jesus... I might not call 10,000 angels to save me, but I might call 10,000 to light that brother up. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm I'm not as loving as Jesus. I'm just being straight with you. I'm here trying to save you. And you, you talking smack to me? You're going to call me down in the middle of me trying to save you? I want you to understand that in our toughest times, there's some things I want you to understand. Three things that help me. Three things I want to challenge you very quickly. Number one, respect God. That no matter how bad things get in your life, no matter how struggle, how much of a struggle things might be, learn how to respect God. I love what the the other thief says, but the other one made him shut up. Now, I I don't know how he did that because he's kind of attached to a cross. Hey, don't make me come down from here. (laughs) My mind just works a little different sometimes. I'm just saying. I don't know how he made him shut up. But the Bible says that he says, have you no fear of God? You're getting the same as him. I want you to understand that in our times of trouble, we got to learn to respect God. We live in a, a time where no one respects anything. We have no problem attacking one another. And we we get brave, especially on social media. People writing stuff that you know you can't back up. I ain't even going to go there. We ain't got time for that. But what blows me away out of everyone that's in the crowd, everyone that's calling out, 
His disciples didn't come to his defense. His friends didn't come to his defense. Not one blind man he healed came to his defense. Not one deaf person he restored came to his defense. It was the thief that came to his defense. Only one to speak out on Jesus' behalf is hanging next to him. Don't lose your respect for God. This thief's going through a tough time, but he knew enough to respect God. Listen, I want to honor each and every one of you that's here this morning. Why? Because it doesn't matter whether you go to church or not. You knew enough that you have enough gratitude in your heart to say, it's Easter Sunday, and I need to come to church to thank God, even just for a moment, for what he's done for me. I honor you this morning. Come on, give yourselves a hand. Second thing I want you to see is that you got to take responsibility. We live in a time where no one wants to take responsibility for what they do. You want to blame your mom, your environment, your parents, your your color, your skin, your background, the friends that you're hanging. You know what? Somewhere along the way, they say the difference between a boy and a man is when that boy recognizes the age of accountability to say, my bad. This is on me. We got to learn once again to start taking responsibility. Look at verse 41. He says, we deserve this, but not him. He did nothing to deserve this. The thief stands up and says, listen, we, we belong here, but Jesus has done nothing wrong. In every crisis of our life, we're always looking to blame someone. It always has to be someone else's fault for where we're at. And I've always said this, listen, you might not be responsible for where you're at right now, but you are responsible if you stay there. We will never break free from our struggle until we learn, first and foremost, to take responsibility. Got to take responsibility, even in your addictions, your abuses, and your struggles, your marriage. Stop blaming everyone. Just say, my bad. Take, Take responsibility. The last thing I want you to see, worship team, if you would help me this morning. It's found in verse 42. Then he said, Jesus, remember me. Everyone say, remember me. me. When you enter your kingdom. I want want you to see something here. You got to learn to ask for help. Let me try this side. You got to learn how to ask for help. Now, I knew you guys were more spiritual. You just had that look. Just had that look. You got to learn how to ask for help when you're going through struggles. See, you can't do this alone. That, that, that individual recognized, I can't do this by myself. You see, you might, when you're facing hopelessness, when you're in a situation where no one can help you out, you have two choices. You either find the hope dealer or you find the dope dealer. In those times, you got to find someone that gives you hope. You got to find someone that gives you joy. Someone that says, This is not the end. You can make it out of this. The thing is, I want you to see, and I want you to find as we, we close this morning, is simply this. As he's hanging on the cross and he tells Jesus, Jesus, remember me, Jesus doesn't get him off the cross. 
say it again, Pastor. He, he, do, he doesn't get them off the cross. Even though he asked Jesus to remember him, he's still stuck on a cross. There's still consequences for his choices. Many times we pray to God just hoping to get out of our struggle. And we don't want to take responsibility for the things that we did. He asked God for help. But even in asking God, he recognizes that God, even if you don't save me from this cross, even if I have to die, even if I have to go through this road, I'll still say thank you. God still deserves praise whether he gets you out of your mess or not. He still deserves praise. I want you to just see this as we close. This blows me away. It's never too late. Some of you are sitting here right now thinking, man, pastor, it's too late for me. You don't know what I've done. I don't need to know what you've done. All I need to know is what he did for you. Jesus did it all. He completed it all. So I want you to know that you can never go too far from the love of God. God went to great lengths to show his love to you. See, Jesus could have been crucified by himself. But instead, he had two men next to him. Why? If he could save one. I came here to save the world, but before I leave, you got this dude... I'm in pain. I'm bleeding. I'm going through it. People are mocking me. And you got this guy over here. Hey, 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 Jesus. Hey, man, can you do me a favor? Help a brother out. Can you you remember me? Jesus didn't hold a conversation with anyone while he was on the cross. Everything he did were statements. The only one he had a conversation was with was a thief. While he's given his life, he's in a conversation. God loves you. God is never too busy for you. I said God is never too busy for you. That's how much God loves you. He is never too busy for you. That's how much he loves you. In death, he finds life. And the last place you would have expected to find Jesus is at your execution. He's going to pay the price for what he did. And instead of finding death, he finds life. Jesus says, today, not next week, Today, you'll be with me in paradise. You see, John chapter 3, verse 17 says this as I close. For those of you that have come to church for a few times, you know pastors get about three closes, okay? This is my second one. (laughs) Stay with me. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. Jesus didn't come here to tell you how bad you are. He came to help and to put the world right again. He came to set your marriage right, your mind right, your heart right, 
your family right, your finances right, your city right, your neighborhood right, your schools right, your government. He came to set some things right in your life. We don't just celebrate an empty tomb today. We celebrate full hearts. Empty tomb, filled heart. Empty tomb, filled heart. Empty tomb, filled heart. I want you to bow your heads with me right where you are. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.